You are welcome to the podcast of Dominion Chapel International, the special place. We are a church that believes in pure worship, unadulterated word, and family. Be enlightened as you listen to this message. Amen. Glory to God. I would admonish every one of you to go to the podcast and listen to the first part of the teaching so that you will flow. Hallelujah. But in a nutshell, by way of a summary, last Sunday we started the teaching on the topic Abraham's School of Faith. And by the magnanimity of the magnanimity of the bishop, he has given the go-ahead that that teaching continues this Sunday. Because there's a lot to say there. In fact, two parts is not even enough, but I know he's going to do justice to, I mean, that's his area, naturally. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. But I really thank God for the opportunity. So by way of summary, last Sunday, we talked about Abraham's school of faith. And amongst many other things, we said that in order to embark on this journey of faith, you must necessarily go through a time of separation. God will first of all separate you from everything that you are used to. He's taking you from the known to the unknown, from the familiar to the unfamiliar. God will strip you naked. God is going to take away all your strength so that you can indeed trust and depend on him and him alone. Abraham was asked at an old age of 75 to depart from his country, from his family, from everything he had known over the years from birth up till that time. God stripped him of everything he had known for 75 whole years, emptied him, and then began to fill him afresh. And the good news is that Abraham indeed obeyed God and departed. And I said that in the school of faith, one of the things that you will need is the proper acquaintance of what the content of the promise is and the person of the promiser. You need to take a tour. You need to rehearse over and over. God did it with Abraham. Each time he came to him, he reminded him of what he had said concerning him. And Abraham kept on reminding himself, repeating all of that and building the picture because the things you hear and the things you see, those are the things that provide the substance for your faith. Hallelujah. And we talked about so many other things. The altars that you need to raise in your journey of faith. That you need to raise at every time as you walk with God in this faith life. You must raise the altar of praise, thanksgiving, worship. You must raise the altar of what? I've left two, uh-huh. service and, and sacrifice. Hallelujah. 
So please, I think I have done enough summarizing. You go to the podcast and listen to the first part. Add today's own and you shall be thoroughly furnished for a prosperous, fit life in the name of Jesus. Amen. So today I I want us to look, take a deeper look into Abraham's faith work with God. What were the disciplines of of this faith work that Abraham decided to go with God? Remember that when Abraham encountered God and he decided to go with God, it wasn't that everything about his life was okay. Praise the Lord. Yet, he walked with this God, trusting him every step of the way. When Abraham embarked on this faith journey, he sold his will out to God completely. Whatever God said to him, that was it. Whatever God wanted him to do, that was it. He did so without questioning. Why? Because as you walk in faith, one area you must not neglect is your fellowship with God. Because it is the time of your fellowship that is when you get to know God as he is. It is in moments of fellowship with God that he reveals himself to you. You begin to know his person. You begin to understand the character of God. And what that does to you is to build up and strengthen your faith. It strengthens you. The more you know, you see, if my husband tells me something, tells me that he's going to do something for me, and then another person I don't know, comes to tell me that he's going to do the same thing to me, for me. Who do you think I'll readily believe? Who do you think I'll readily believe? Because by reason of fellowship, I've gotten to know him. I know his character. I know his person. I know his values. I know his nature. Praise the Lord. So one thing that strengthens faith, that builds your faith, is conscious fellowship, spending time with God. And Abraham's life, everything about his life was just this God. From the time he got to know him. He said in Deuteronomy, he found him in a howling wilderness. And he led him about. In your faith life, you'll be led about. He led him about. But he came out with one testimony. He said there was no strange God, foreign God found with him. 
You cannot claim to be walking in faith and surround yourself with alternatives. You cannot claim to be walking in faith and then you have done your calculations, done your plans, taken your decisions and you have left God out. Praise the Lord. You can't do that. You are either walking in faith or you are not. Abraham left the gods of his fathers. He did not carry anyone. He said, God led him about. Led him about. And yet, he had no child of his own. Praise the Lord. He had no child of his own. God led him about. Proving this God and knowing who he is. No wonder at the end of the day, in Genesis chapter 15, when God came to him again, and remember last Sunday I told you it is okay in your work of faith to ask questions because the questions will give you clarity. It's always good to clarify things you don't understand properly. He said, God, ah, you have said these great things about me. <laughs> you said you will make me a great nation. You said this and that and that. How can I be a great nation alone? <laughs> what will you give me seeing that I go childless? And now somebody from my house is the one that is going to inherit and say, a slave born in my house, a servant born in my house is the one that is going to inherit me. And then God said, I tell you for a shorty, that servant in your house the Eliezer whose name you have mentioned, who is not even from your place, he's from Damascus. He said he will not be your heir. But one born of your own loins. And that was the first time that God had spoken directly to the issue of Abraham's childbirth. He said one born of your loins. But at this time, he didn't even give him a time dimension. Praise the Lord. And then to help his faith. You see, the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. And last Sunday I told you, yes, faith feeds on sight. Praise the Lord. Oh, what that scripture is actually saying, we walk by faith. We don't walk according to what we see, the flesh, according to the dictates of the flesh. But God provided visuals for Abraham to build and rest his faith on and to build it up. So in that chapter, God took Abraham and said, come out of your tent. Now look up. I'm sure even if it was not a starry night, God will make sure, deliberately make the stars to plenty. He said, yeah, start counting. I have tried counting stars before. As a young child, my, my dad bought me, you know, a toy binoculars. 
It was toy, but it was not toy. Because you can see something, it brings a thing close to one. It was bright green, I'll never forget. Bright green color. And I've tried counting it, so I'll look at it and then one, two, three, one, two. You will not get to anywhere and you start it. You, you will get lost. God said, look up. Begin to count the stars. If you are able to count the stars, but I know you will not be able. You are not able to count the stars. As many as these stars are that are uncountable, innumerable stars. That is how your descendants shall be. Coming from your own loins. So in the work of faith, you need to constantly keep before you the visuals. And let your faith feed on it. The visuals of your expectation must constantly be before you. David said, I have done what? I have placed the Lord before my side. He is constantly by me, therefore I shall not be moved. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But you shall meditate on it day and night. Day and night. Day and night. Day and night. So that you may observe to do everything that is written therein. And by so doing, you will make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. Praise the Lord. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So you need to constantly have those visuals before you. And that's why you need knowledge is key. Hallelujah. Now, God now enters into that covenant. He said, my covenant is with you. And then, fast forward, chapter 16, we see Ishmael coming. Then, chapter 17, God comes again, tells Abraham, you walk before me and be thou perfect. And then he says, I have come to reconfirm my covenant with you. Re-establish. Your work with God, that your faith work with God, produces certain quality in you that draws God to you and that makes God to re-establish with you that which he has spoken. God now takes you personal. God watched Abraham through the years, the quality of his work with God. And God now comes and says, as for me, my covenant is with you. I am reaffirming it. I am reestablishing it. Praise the Lord. So, while in 15 he cut that covenant where the birds were put and Abraham had to watch over it and then God now came and consumed the sacrifice and then, you know, kind of sealed the covenant. God comes in 17 to re-establish and reaffirm that covenant. Praise the Lord. And it was in chapter 17 that God now, you know, visited again after that and then God 
changed the name of Abraham from Abraham to Abraham and changed the name of his wife from Sarai to Sarah. Praise the Lord. All of this is in a bid for to help Abraham to con, you know to paint a picture of who God says he is. What are you holding on to? God says, leave it and lean on me. What calculations have you made? God says, forget about that one, just trust me. Your faith work with God will earn you God's trust and confidence just as it did Abraham. Chapter 18, God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And then Abraham entreated him to stop over, wait and allow him to entertain him with food. He did all of that. And when God was about to go, after eating, he said, where is your wife Sarah? He said, she's in the tent. Sarah was not the only one that laughed though. Chapter 17, Abraham too laughed. In fact, one translation said, TPT said, he laughed and fell to the ground. Praise the Lord. When God told him that his wife was going to give him, he said, ah, ah God, don't worry. Even if you don't have that one, me and you there, Afibo. And people there, one fan can't cry, and yes, she. Just like the Shunammite woman told, told uh, Elisha, he said, I'm amongst my people, I don't need anything. That chapter have closed it. He said, oh, don't worry, don't add that one there. Let's just be going on this journey. He laughed. There's a certain laughter you will laugh. God will not be angry you. <laughs> God said, Amen. So Sarah also laughed in her tent, and then God said, ah, why is she laughing? He said, no, I didn't laugh. <laughs> no wonder the child's name was called laughter. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want you to catch something. If God has said something to you, it is worth holding on to. It doesn't matter what you see around. It doesn't matter what the weather will bring, what the wind will blow in. Come rain, come shine. In Romans chapter 4, we were told that Abraham, in spite of the fact that the conditions around him did not support what God had told him, and yet he did not stagger in faith through unbelief. Praise the Lord. And when God showed him that picture, God showed him the stars, God took him to the seashore, count the, the, the grains of sand. And he couldn't do when God showed him that picture. The Bible said, and Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him as righteousness. What is righteousness? Right standing with God. <laughs> In my own small way, I say that was Abraham's new birth. Praise the Lord. He believed God. The Bible said he believed God. And you see, the fruit of his belief or the evidence of his belief was that he rested his case. You see, he rested his case. After
after that chapter 15, God didn't go to, Abraham didn't go to God again asking, say, Obanoe, Akolanoe, Usumeo, Akolanoe. And from that time, 25 solid, solid years he waited. God didn't give him a time dimension until in chapter 18. And after he had finished everything, he said, your wife is going to give birth. Now, a definite time dimension, by this time of life, I shall return to you, and Sarah, your wife, shall conceive and give you a son. Praise the Lord. By the Spirit of the Lord this morning, I speak to somebody's life, by this time tomorrow you are in your testimony for everyone believing God for any blessing for the blessing of the fruit of the womb I declare unto you by the spirit of God by this time of life you shall embrace your child in the name of Jesus you shall embrace your child. You shall embrace your children. In the name of Jesus. God says I shall return to you. And you shall conceive. He shall return to you people. Chapter 21. Of Genesis he said. God. Visited Sarah. As he had promised. He did unto her as he had spoken. Hallelujah. And in Hebrews chapter 11, it was said that Sarah herself received strength to conceive because she judged him faithful who has promised. That healing you have long waited for, it is done today. That sickness dies right now. The negative report changes right now. In the name of Jesus. If God could make the words of a prophet not to fall to the ground. For the word of a man not to fall to the ground. It means that the word does not go without being fulfilled. Is it the word of God that will fall to the ground? Is it the word of God that will fall to the ground? Judge him faithful today. And you would see the revelation of the hand of God. In your life and in your situation. Everyone looking unto God for a glorious marriage, it has come already. That job opportunity, it has come already. That financial breakthrough, it has come already. The last embarrassment you faced, that was the last one. You will not, never, never listen to me. God says, My people shall never be put to shame. Never be put to shame. Never be put to shame. In the name of Jesus. Abraham believed in the God who calls those things that be not as though they were. He staggered not in faith through unbelief. Even after the promise came, God still came again. He said, I need that one. Go and sacrifice him to me. And Abraham did not argue. 
Did you think it was easy on him? Waiting for a child, did you think it was easy on him? Everyone in his house was giving birth, even the animals. His servants were getting married and giving birth. He organized wedding, organized naming ceremony, but his own had not come. Do you think it was easy? But your waiting time will not be a wasting time. In the name of Jesus. Everything that could physically make, that could help to even make you have some hope, everything was gone. But you see, if it's God that you are looking onto, your face will always be lightened. Glory. Hallelujah. God said, I want that one. Hmm. I want that one. Give him to me. Now listen to this. Abraham went. Now Isaac, of course, by this time, he already knows the practices of his father. He knew what the father, you know, how the father was working with God. It was not the first time that the father must have taken to go and offer sacrifices and burnt offerings to God. So he knew it. And he was the one carrying the wood that should have, you know, that was meant to be his, his death. Just as Jesus had to carry the cross upon which he was to die. Praise the Lord. If you are a father, if you didn't even feel pain, the time that this child turned to the father and said, ah, Father, <laughs> I can see the wood. I can see every other thing we usually take to go and sacrifice. But what about the animal we sacrifice? And there also, Abraham made a faith statement. Prophetically, he said, the Lord shall provide for himself a sacrifice. And upon the mountain, it shall be seen. And so they went. Now listen to what he told his men when they got to the foot of the mountain. You guys wait for us here because it was going. I told you that the faith work, one thing you must avoid is distractions. <laughs> Imagine that if he had taken his servants with him and then he now laid the wood and carried the child up. Ah, ah, massa, massa, eh, massa, massa, aforibotri, massa, akolano, wubano, eh, wuba Isaac, ombebodino. That would have been a major distraction. He put them there and he told them, say, look, you wait for us here. I and the child will go up yonder and worship and return back to you. And Hebrews gave us the secret. He said, by faith, when Abraham was asked to sacrifice his son, he said, he readily took him there because he saw God. He knew that God was able to bring him back to life and he received him back in a figure so Abraham in his mind sacrificed the child and also received his son back did it come to pass did it come to pass that was the step that even made God to even go crazy demon I think my husband preached one message one time he said 
the, the day God, God, God drank or got mad or something like that. He got hard. <laughs> As he was about to do it, God, do you think God didn't see the heart of Abraham? Didn't God know that this man would carry this action through? But he waited. He waited. Your, your faith has just been tried a little now. You have given up. Small test now. You have given up. Praise the Lord. Small test. Small test. You added some figures so that you can collect that extra and do your thing. Small test. Small test came your way. But you don't know that there's something that the testing of your faith is supposed to produce in your life. Abraham's taste was, faith was put to the test. And when he passed that test, God said, Hey! <laughs> hey! Hey! Now I know. Really? Now I know. Now I know. Abraham, now I know. Now I know. It's now that I'm knowing you. Now I know that you do fear me. Now I know that you love me, Ankasa. Now I know that indeed you believe me. Now I know that you have seen me as I am. Now I know, Abraham. Now I know, now I know the quality of your faith. <laughs> and then the drunkenness started. In blessing, bah, I have blessed you. Multiplying. Those were the things he told him in chapter 12. But this time, God said it with some, with certain kind of, I don't know, it's more than passion. And declared all of those things again. Praise the Lord. Abraham's journey of faith was not the easiest of things. But through Abraham, we are able to see that you can walk with God no matter the weather, no matter the condition, no matter, you know, the situation. What is it you are expecting? What has God told you? Which promise or what promise, which of the promises of God are you laying hold on? Do not stagger. Stand firm. Don't stagger. For not long from now, your faith in God will be justified. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There were no foreign gods with him. Burn every bridge that is giving you confidence. Burn every 
only bridge you are standing upon that makes you think you are standing on firm ground. It will not lead you anywhere. At the most critical moment, it will collapse under your feet. But Christ is the solid rock upon whom you stand and you will never fall. This God is worth believing, is worth trusting. He is a faithful God. If only you can judge him faithful concerning that situation. If only you can see beyond the physical and see this God who has promised, who has kept you all these years. If you can look at this God, then you also, your faith, your faith will be imputed to you as righteousness. God would stamp it with himself. You know what God told Abraham? He told him, he said, walk before me and be perfect for I, God, I am your exceeding great reward. What more do you want? God says he is your reward. Why are you looking for the reward of men? When God, the owner of the universe, God, whose hands controls and holds everything, he says, I am your reward. And he told him, I am your sufficiency. I can fall friend You will lack no good thing. Be patient. It is part of the discipline of your faith. So in Hebrews 10, it said, do not cast away your confidence. Don't throw your faith away. Because it has a great recompense of reward for you. For after you have done all that you should do, you, need, you have need of what? Patience. Brother, sister, you are this close. Just be patient. Be patient. Don't give up. Don't give in. Be patient. You are just this close to your miracle. You are just this close to your blessing. Don't give in to that temptation. Don't give in to that evil. Don't give in. Don't do anything that will take you off God. Don't do anything that will take you out of right standing with God. Stand firm in faith because your faith will produce. In the name of Jesus, this is your day, rise on your feet. This is your day and this is your hour. I want you to lift up your hands and your voice and begin to talk to God this moment. You know your own thing, I know my own thing. Oh, you know the pressure that is upon you. You know that point that you are about to break. It looks like you are about to break, but people of God, you won't break. Lift up your voice and begin to talk to the Lord. Let the Lord hear your voice this morning. You have need of patience. After that, you have done 
the will of God. You have need of patience. He will lead you about. But no foreign God must be found in you. He will lead you about. He will strip you naked. He will take you away from everything that you know. He will cut every source of help from you because he wants you to lift up your eyes to the hills, to look onto the hills where your help comes from. Your help comes from the Lord. If the Lord has not commanded any man to help you, no man can help you. Man is full of disappointment. No man can help you except the Lord has commanded him to help you. No man can lift a finger for you except the Lord. For who is it that says, and it comes to pass when the Lord has not commanded it. Oh, but I have good news for you this morning. The Lord has commanded your blessing. The Lord has commanded your lifting. The Lord has commanded your miracle. The Lord has commanded that which you seek. In the name of Jesus, walk before him and be perfect. Do not look to the right nor look to the left. In the name of Jesus, Atara Bekapaya. Draw strength from the Spirit of God this morning. Holy Spirit, help me to wait. Help me to stand. Help me, Lord, in this my work of faith. Jesus said you are my helper. Don't rush into that marriage. That person you are going to marry is not the right one. Don't rush into it. It doesn't matter how old you think you are. Don't rush into it. He looks good. He looks okay. But that's not the one the Lord has for you. It looks good. It looks okay. But that's not the one the Lord has for you. Remember, not all that glitters is gold. If you go into that marriage, you may lose your life. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. For very soon, he that will come, will come for you. And he shall not tarry. Even though he tarries, wait, wait, don't rush, don't rush, don't rush. Hold that yes that you are about to release. If you have even said yes, go and retract it. Retract it, retract it. God is not in it. It is the enemy presenting himself as an angel of light. You have think some things and you are saying that you don't put the fleece before God. Walk of faith, you don't do that. You grow beyond that. You don't put fleeces. You don't say if this happens, if he said this, if he comes, and then no, 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 no. This is a very serious matter. If you are in the service this morning, hold your bricks on that decision. You go into that marriage, if you are not careful, you'll be lost completely. We shall find you on the radar. We shall look for you on the radar. We shall find you. That job you are about to take. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on on that job you are about to go and take on. Go back to God and seek his face. And know if truly it is the will of God. You are looking at the big pay. The money angle of it. But God does not consider those things. You think it's a good opportunity because the pay is good. Hold on. Don't rush. Don't rush. 
For some of you, you need to change the picture in your mind. You need to change it. You need to change it completely. You need to change it. You are looking at what the enemy is presenting to you. But God wants you to look at what he is presenting to you. said, is there anything too hard for, my God, for God to do? Is there anything too hard for God to do? Is there anything too hard for God to do? They looked down to him and they were lightened. And their faces were not ashamed. Gloria Katasha. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You shall not go out in haste. You shall move in step with the voice. Say, so you shall hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the left and when you turn to the right, you shall hear that voice. The voice of God will not be you know, far away from you. In the name of Jesus. Very soon, you are sharing that testimony. It is your day. It is your time. It is your season. Your new day has dawned. In the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a big, big, big hand clap. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. People of God, we are coming to the communion table. Jesus was never ahead of time. Everything he did was according to heaven's timetable. He could have said, okay, see I'm coming to die. Let me cook my go and die. At age 30, age 29, age 50, or age 15, even age 12, he could have done that. But no. Praise the Lord. As we partake of this communion today, a fresh strength is coming into you. That will ground you in your faith work. not be blown about like the reed. This communion this morning will impart into you afresh the lion's heart. The Bible talks about the lion. It says it does not turn away for any. That means not moved by situations. No matter the storm that is blowing, no matter the wind, no matter what you see, no matter the flood, you shall stand strong and firm. Nothing shall move you anymore. From this communion today, you receive the strength, inner strength, to wait on God for the fulfillment of his program for your life. You will not go ahead of him. You will not lose him along the way. In the name of Jesus. Jesus said, my, my sheep, they know me. 
they know my voice so the voice of a stranger they won't hear you will not hear the voice of strangers in the name of Jesus thank you father whatever part of your body is sick this morning as you take this communion it is flushed out you are totally healed in the name of Jesus blessed be your name father we thank you let it be so for your people as we have declared glorify your name in the name of Jesus amen God bless you for listening to this message. You can also enjoy our messages on Anchor, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and all other podcast platforms. Visit us at Dominion Chapel International, the special place near the XGI building, Shashi, Accra. Do remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive more life-impacting teachings by our seasoned ministers of the gospel every single week. You can also follow DCI, the special place, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Always remember that God loves you.